moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People. This is Asa Nilsson, and I'm your host. Today, I'm doing a solo episode because I have some things I want to talk to you about. So first things first, thank you for being a part of this movement. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for participating in conversation with me, for sending me your feedback, your thoughts, your ideas, your gratitude for getting messages and sharing messages with your family and what that means to you and how that also then in turn how that what that means for me so thank you very very much for taking your time because i know i trust me i know you can have your attention in 1 million places and i'm grateful i'm grateful to have you paying attention here so thank you very much um today i want to talk to you about people pleasing codependency backbending, not meeting your own needs, um, maybe even self-abandoning. I don't know if you know what that means, but abandoning the self, meaning that you um, are more concerned about others than about yourself, which, you know, in all intents and purposes, that's a really beautiful characteristic and personality trait. Um, however, when it goes over course, then then it becomes uh, out of alignment. <clears throat> Excuse me. We've got serious pollen here in Sweden. So um, my question to you then is, are you doing too much for others and not taking care of yourself? I'm going to give you some examples of what I do because I'm definitely, definitely uh, one that I thought I had done so much work. Oh my gosh, I got this book called The Boundary Boss. And because I read it once, I thought that I was cured. And, you know, in a lot of ways, what it did was it opened my eyes to languaging that I had no idea that I could use for myself, for my boundaries, to say what I liked, what I didn't like. Because the more I understand about myself and how I have been since I was a young person, 
Um, I realized that I am a person that wanted to belong at all costs, meaning all costs where I didn't take my own needs into consideration. I just wanted to be included. You know, no holds barred, whatever that meant. If I had to act a certain way, if I had to do a certain thing, if I had to say a certain thing, if I had to dress a certain way, whatever it was, I was like, yep, yep, I'm doing that. I'll sign up for that. Now, what happens then as you age and how these messages, the messaging changes in your mind, you're like, yeah, you know, of course I'm standing up for myself and I'm saying, no, I'm not interested in doing that project or no, I'm not interested in going out for dinner tonight. You know, I just want to stay home or, or not even giving a reason at all. Just saying thanks for the invite, not going to make it. Um, what happens now is I realize that my my codependency has gone to different areas of my life. Let me tell you. Look, I got my book. <laughs> That's right. Revisit. Thank you, Terry. Uh, I'm going back in. So this is what's happened now, what I've recognized about myself. And this is something that I thought that I had worked really hard on. And now this has been presented to me for my podcasting. So what? Wow, look at the light right now. The light doesn't look like that inside my house. That's weird. So it's a God moment. But this is a God moment, okay? Because this is a moment of truth. God knows. God knows. Okay, so this is what's been happening lately. Before, when I would have issues with my codependency, or like I would adjust, like if somebody says, oh, I need your help. I'm coming. What do you need? What do you need? Yeah, I'm here for you. No matter what it was, no matter when it was, I could be there in a matter of a second. I can get there. I'll get there. I'll help you out. No problem. Oh, you need my help? Oh my God, those are like magical words to me. And so I thought that I'd gotten so much better with that. Now, what I recognized in myself with the podcast is that um, I'm not really asking for clarification. I'm not, when I have an interview, for example, um, I want maybe more time with these guests. And so, and instead of asking for more clarification or more deeper answers to a question, I'm kind of like just going over it and getting to the next question because I'm looking at the time. I'm always so aware of the time because I don't want it to go too long because you as a listener, I know you, your time is valuable. Well, so is my time. And this is my podcast. So what am I doing? What am I doing? Why do I feel like I have to say for you whether you're going to be able to listen to this or not? Like, okay, well, if you don't have time to listen to it, listen to it later or listen to it in pieces and parts instead of me thinking that I have to hurry up to get to the questions that I have and maybe they're answered, maybe they're not, maybe, you know, maybe it makes sense, maybe it doesn't. Um, but, you know, I'm like, that's interesting. Because that's me thinking that I know what you, the listener, wants. Uh, me thinking that I can direct a conversation to be a certain way. And if it doesn't go in that way, then I potentially have to do clarification videos. Or I might have to come in the back end and kind of like offer you some more insights to like what we talked about. And I'm like, you know, why am I really doing that? Who am I doing that for? It's for myself. I'm doing it for myself because I am over overextending, overdoing something that isn't necessary because I think I'm trying to help you. 
how do I know? How do I know what you need when you don't tell me what it is that you need? That's unrealistic. It's just, it's, it's a total setup. And this is what I mean by the, the behavior or the pattern of codependency. And I'm going to, I, I want to read this. This is something that I learned from a very young age. Okay. So our family, like many families, was a perfect storm of covert communication and emotional dysfunction. So now Terry Cole is talking about her own family. Uh, my parents both came from families that avoided open discussions about anything painful or problematic. And there's the heart of the matter. Ineffective communication skills lead to weak or disordered boundary skills. Let me read that part again. Ineffective communication skills lead to weak or disordered boundary skills. Okay. Yeah. Really? Because I didn't grow up understanding what my needs were. I didn't grow up understanding how to communicate what it was that I was feeling. So I would totally try to overcompensate as the peacekeeper in my family. I was like, everything has to be nice and calm. Okay, if there's like any kind of an uproar or dis-ease or unease in the family, I start doing the dance. I start trying to make people laugh. I start trying to divert the attention off of the issue at hand, bring it onto something else so that I can distract and deflect what the problem is in the family. Now, what do you think? You think that's maybe coming back somewhere? You think maybe that doesn't show up someplace else? Of course it does. Of course it does. It comes up all over the place. It's leaking out of me from every which way, right? You think of it like as a box with like all these bullet holes in it and the light comes in. You can see all the light shining through in the cracks. My cracks are being revealed to me. And at first, oh, there's so much shame. I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, oh my God, am I still doing this? I thought I had fixed this. I thought I had gotten so much better. I've done so much work. Um, I think the whole thing about this is that it's going to always be work. I think we're always going to have a full-time job here, intending to ourselves and understanding ourselves. It's like um, a new level, a new devil. Have you ever heard of that term where you start doing this work on yourself. And then all of a sudden more and more and more is revealed. And, you know, how lucky, how lucky are we to be able to do this kind of deep dive? Is this sunlight too much? Uh, Into our own selves and into our shadows, because this is where the shadows come back. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it started all for goodness. I mean, we were kids, right? So we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what we were saying. And then we grow into teenagers. We grow into young adults. We grow into the adults now, 50 plus years old, making the same choices as I did when I was five because I didn't do therapy work. I haven't, I have been to therapy, but that was years and years ago. And that was very short-lived because I always thought that I can do my own therapy. I can ther- I can therapize myself. I have friends that go to therapy and I listen to their conversations. So basically I'm getting therapy via them. Yeah. 
Do you recognize yourself in any of this? Do you do this too? Because if we continually abandon ourselves, then how can we truly love ourselves and others? We can't because we don't even understand to love ourselves. So we cannot love others until we love ourselves. We all know this to be true. We know this is the truth, right? So if I'm showing up in the world as a person with half of my truths, because I don't even understand all of my truths still, because I'm still doing the work. I'm still figuring it out. I'm still digging down and seeing my shadows and recognizing that, ooh, goodness, there's still more to be done. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know about you, but the more work I do with astrology, learning astrology and looking at my birth charts uh, to understand what am I like? I mean, what are all these different pieces and parts of me that I don't even understand? because I've never seen them, because I've never gone into the observer mode. I've never gone into the looking at myself from different perspectives. And this podcast is giving me so many opportunities to do this. It's helping me to heal. You are helping me to heal. How about that? Am I helping you to heal? Am I helping you to understand that you are a part of this movement as much as I am? Because if you hear something here and you share it with somebody else in your life or you apply it in your own heart and you're like, ooh, you know what? I want to write a little journal prompt about what Asa said today. Like, am I self-abandoning anywhere? And how do I change that? How can I change that? How can I ask for help? Who can I ask for help? Who can I maybe tell how I feel so that I can feel free? Because that's the point is how can we become free? How do we feel free? How do we want to feel in our lives and in our days and in our families and in our relationships and with ourselves and with our pets and with everything? How do we want to feel? This card just popped out. This is the tower card. This is the card of shit's got to go. Stuff's got to go. Bad thoughts, bad ideas, bad, hurtful things that we say to ourselves. It needs to stop. We need to stop with these stories. We have to stop with the stories because they're not true. So how do you stop with the stories? You got to recognize that you're even telling yourself the story. You see my face? Beat red. Burning up. I'm burning up, burning up for your love. Mm. Yeah. So where then, if we know that we have these, these stories and the work to do, so that we can be free, so that we can be honest with ourselves, be honest with our family, be honest with our loved ones. What's it going to take? What are you willing to do? What am I willing to do? What am I willing to give up in order to gain my freedom? And my freedom isn't here. It is a self-imposed jail. Okay. The freedom that we're searching for, there's nobody putting us in that jail. It is our own work. It's our own story that is the jail. So, how do we release? How do we release and get out of that? I'm figuring it out. I mean, I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. And you know, I'll tell you, 
for the first time in my life to be able to say that out loud, I don't have the answers. <laughs> That's huge for me as the person that had to always come up with the answers for everybody, even if they weren't asking. Primarily, they were not asking, but I always felt I'm going to have to help them. How can I help them? I'm going to give them the answers, like the answers. Like I know the answers for somebody else. I don't know the answers for anybody else. I don't even know my own answers. How am I supposed to know their answers? I do not know. So what does matter? Asking the questions. How do I ask myself the question? How can I be gentler? How can I be more loving? How can I be kinder to myself and say, I don't know. I don't know, Asa. But the good thing is I have God with me, God in me, right? I've got body, mind, and soul. I am connected to God's spirit. We are in tandem. We're working through this together. And when I release and relinquish the need for control in my life, to think that I control my life, to think that I'm swimming upstream. Oh my God, I got to do this. Why do I got to do this? Why am I so different? Why can't I just be like everybody else? Because I'm not intended to be like anybody else. You're not intended to be like anybody else. Nobody else. We have our gifts. We have our purpose. We have our own light that shines for us, through us, out for others. And if I'm trying to copy somebody else or I'm trying to fix it for somebody else, then I'm taking it away from them to that for them to discover. What, what kind of what is that? I'm not. No, it's not my job. It's not my job. Stay in your lane, Asa. Stay in your lane. And my lane is my life. My lane is my responsibility. Who do I want to say I love you to? Say it. Because you know what? I could be dropping dead tomorrow or they could be dropping dead tomorrow. There's no promises. There's no guarantees. You know this. We know this. So what does it take? It takes another person to die for us to be like, gosh, you know, I can't believe that she died. You know, she'd been fighting cancer for five years and she always said, I'm going to die. And then she died. And it's like, I can't believe she died. Really? You can't believe she died? Did you do everything you could to tell that person that you loved her or appreciated her or appreciated how she shared her story publicly? I mean, it's it's the continual thing that we keep saying we're going to do something. Oh, God, yeah, I got to do that. I got to change that about myself. You know, man, I would love to relocate. I would love to go to Spain and live there for a year. I'd love to move to Italy. Yeah, I'm going to show you something. I actually would love to move to Italy. Um, look at this. See that? That painting right there, I have had that for 15 years, 15, maybe 20 years. I don't know. 15, 20 years I've owned that. And now I sit in this chair and I look at that painting and you know what it symbolizes for me? You know what's always symbolized for me? Italy. And I sit in my chair and I look at that painting and I say, that's my future. I'm going to be there in my future. I see it. I'm seeing it. Do you have to see it? to believe it? Or do you believe it? And then you know, you'll see it. What comes first? Let me say that again to you. Are you a person that says, I got to see it to believe it? Or can you be the person that says, I believe it. And then I'm going to see it. I believe I can. I believe I can achieve this. I believe I can do this. And then all of a sudden, when you believe and you feel it and you know in your all your essence of your being that yes i've got this i want this i'm doing this i'm in it 
then all of a sudden, all these answers start appearing in front of you. All these little clues start coming in front of you. And I've got this here. And I know, I know I'm going to be living in Italy a couple months a year. I don't want to live there all year long. No, 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 not all year long. Let's not get crazy. Sweden's a beautiful country. But I want to live in Italy for a few months. I want to feel it. I want to feel what it's like to live there. I love the culture. I love the language. I love the food. I love the essence of Italy. So why not? What am I going to do about it? Do I have to see it before I can believe it? Or will I believe it before I can see it? Hmm. Uh-huh. Think about that. Just think about it for yourself. What is it that you want? What is it? What is it that you always longed for? Maybe there's a truth that you're really scared to tell somebody because you know what? I might potentially, we might break up. If I tell the truth to this person, I got to put my hair, it's driving my last nerve here, working my nerve. What if I told that person the truth? Maybe they wouldn't be able to handle that. How do you know? How do you know? Again, it's the same thing that I do. Like, I cannot say what somebody else is going to think. I cannot say what somebody else is going to do because it's not up to me. What's up to me is my truth. So if I have a truth, will I share the truth? Will I share the truth? Because that truth, you know, you hear the saying, the truth will set you free. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) The truth will set you free. And it also sets everybody else free too. It's not just about you. So the thing that we think, oh, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. They're not going to like me. They're not going to want to be married to me anymore. They're not going to want to be my boyfriend. They're not going to be my girlfriend. They don't want me to work here anymore. Whatever. The second we release the, the fear around the truth for us and we share it, we audibilize it with the person that actually needs to hear it, that there's a shift that happens and the universe, it's like, you think of like a house of cards. It's like, You do the first move. You make the first move and you get honest with yourself. You get honest with the person or whoever needs to hear it. And then all of a sudden it's like, all these things start to open for you. You see, just from telling the truth. I love the truth. I do. I'm going to pull one tarot card for us for this week because I want us to have this time together. And I love the tarot cards. And you know what? Something else I'm doing right now. I'm in the middle of a course. I'm learning how to read birth charts, natal charts, birth charts, astrological charts, five weeks. I'm going to know. This is our card. Oh my God. Look, what do you see? The two swords. All right. We see a woman holding two swords. What do swords symbolize? Swords symbolize the mind. Hmm? And there's air. So what do you, what are you thinking about that you're having a hard time making a decision about? Do you have like an A or B decision? Do you have something that you need to make a decision about? Like, oh, should I tell them the truth? But what if I told them the truth? Maybe they'd leave. Tell them the truth. Set yourself free. Time is now, my friend. Two of swords. Believe, believe in yourself like I do. All right, that's it for today. Thank you very much. I hope that you will 
consider sharing this with somebody. If you know somebody that's having a hard time right now, or you have a bestie, or you're struggling with something yourself, I know if you need to hear this message, you're going to get this message. I know. And if one person hears this message today that needed it, then thank you. Thank you for listening. I will see you next time. And uh, I've got a lot of excellent guests coming up. So I really hope that I can count on your support. Have a beautiful day. And thank you. Thank you for being along on this movement with me. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast without him. This would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me let me say a little something about my friend, Gregory Paul Donaldson, may he rest in peace, who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, in the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.